This is a disaster, a podcast about disasters and the music they make us listen to. I'm Peter, and I'm not here with my co-host Lee. I'm Lee, and I'm not here with my co-host Peter. And hopefully that's coming to an end soon because I think, well, I think you recently got your second dose of the vaccine. That's right, double dosed. And uh, I think, well, I still have like three months. But hey, once coming. those three months are up in the fall, I think we'll finally be back in the studio face to face. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> About fucking time. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, getting a little old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. crap. Yep. And you're, you're joining us for a Tragedy Tuesday, our many disasters, but disasters that usually aren't so many. And today it's brought to you by Lee. Yay. Uh, before we do that bit of housekeeping. If you're new here, welcome. We recommend starting at the beginning if you want to get the full picture. Not because we'll do like inside jokes, but because a lot of times we'll reference previous episodes. We'll be like, hey, remember when London burned to the ground? Pepperidge Farm remembers. They sure do. Episode three, I think it was. Yeah. If you want to know what we're talking about, do your homework. Yeah. So then you and Pepperidge Farms will both be in on it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Oh, I remember that. And then uh, if you get through all that, those would be terrible Pepperidge Farm commercials. They would, yeah. <laughs> Remember that time everyone's face burned off in Peshtigo? <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> Eat our cookies. In the background of the commercial is just like somebody running, screaming with their hair on fire. <laughs> Bloody uh, Anyway, Anyhow. if you get through all that and you enjoyed what uh, you heard, the best thing you can do to help us out is to tell someone to listen. The next best thing is to subscribe and leave a rating or review wherever you listen, and uh, that would be fantastic. If you want to keep up with what we're doing on social media at This Disaster Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, you can check out our website, www.thisdisasterpod.com, and become a patron on our patreon.com slash thisdisasterpod, where you get tons of bonus content and... Uh, micro-disasters. Micro-disasters. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much all I had to say. <laughs> so with that, I'm just going to let Lee take it away. Lee? Take it away. What are we talking about today? Hey, welcome, folks. Okay, so um, we're talking about today. So we've heard from Peter uh, a couple of different space-related disasters over the course of the show. Mm -hmm. We have. uh, You told us about the horrible tragedy of Apollo 1 during Mm -hmm. our one and only live podcast. We heard all about that. Yep. Yeah, not good. Nope. And then much more recently, uh, very recently, in fact, during our second season, which we're Mm -hmm. currently enjoying. Mm-hmm. We heard about the almost tragic but ultimately fine Apollo 13 mission. No thanks to fucking Jerry. Fucking Jerry, am I right? Yeah, and right. also, <laughs> I like how you characterize it as fine. How is, fine. How's Apollo 13? Oh, they're, they're fine. Ultimately fine. <laughs> <laughs> they went up, yada, yada, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. Um, also, they're fine. a little bit of spoiler, next Tragedy Tuesday is space related as well. Oh, we're in a real space race. Turns out space is awesome. Turns out it's wicked cool. Yep. Uh, but today, hopefully this isn't the one you're doing next Probably week. Not. We'll see. Probably not. <laughs> today I will recount a tragic tale which deals with the dangers involved when working with decompression, as well as the only deaths to ever occur in Outer space. Whoa. Yeah, man. Uh, awesome. I thought I might get your attention. Space, man. Space. This isn't some <laughs> stupid folk singer who took drugs. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is like okay. Jesse Pinkman saying, yeah, space, bitch. Yeah. All right, science. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when I say outer space, um, mm-hmm. 
Oh, outer space. We're talking about outer space. Okay. We're talking about outer space. Well, we're talking about space. It's not really what, yeah. you know, one would picture when you hear the word space. So I'm not talking about mm-hmm. being out in Saturn and getting your melon smacked by one of the rocks <laughs> that make up the rings, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh we're not quite into the expanse period okay. of mm-hmm. uh humanity. Well, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll get, get there. there. Mm-hmm. We'll be long dead, but you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or we won't and we'll be stuck on Earth forever and we'll die on this dust ball. See. Also a possibility. <laughs> more more likely that scenario. It's like thirty seventy at this point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh I don't think it's gonna happen. So what I am referring to is an imaginary mile marker way above the earth, mm-hmm. and that is known as the Carmen line. Oh, okay. That being a theoretical boundary line that was put in place to determine where the sky, quote-unquote, stops mm-hmm. and space begins. <laughs> I love that. No, no. I mean, they had to come up with it. here. Right? It's just Ish. like, they had to set it. So- it has to be somewhere. It has to be somewhere. Like, where does space start? <sighs> here? Well, maybe I'll shed a bit of light on that. Oh, okay. Um, so it was named after um, Theodore von Karman. I guess we'll call this a sidebar. Sure. Call sidebar, sidebar on the Karman line. Sidebar. Yeah. Yep. Sidebar. Karman line. Named after uh, Theodore von Karman, a Hungarian-American engineer. Mm-hmm. And it was he who, after many calculations, mm-hmm. smart guy, mm-hmm. determined where the atmosphere becomes too thin to support aeronautical flight. And where he arrived mm-hmm. was 83.6 kilometers or 51.9 miles mm-hmm. straight up. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, there's, so it's, there is like a, where does space start? There, right there. Right. I'll tell you exactly where it starts. <laughs> there, with a little point, decimal point between nice. the two numbers. So uh, obviously there's lots of specifics that can be gotten to do there. We'll spare mm-hmm. the details, but a uh, quick rundown of the different layers of the Earth's atmosphere, just because it's probably interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got the troposphere, mm-hmm. which extends from Earth's surface to about 20 kilometers straight up. Okay. After that, the stratosphere, that tops out at 50 kilometers. Mm-hmm. You've got the mesosphere, which mm-hmm. is 85 kilometers. The thermosphere, which extends to 690 kilometers. And finally, the exosphere, and that tops out at 10,000 kilometers. Okay. Right. So the Kármán line sits right in the lower reaches of the thermosphere, and that is the boundary. It was above this boundary where this catastrophe occurred. Okay. So Fair technically, enough. space. Nice. Oh, man. I'm so interest peaked. Yeah. All right. All right. So on April 19th, 1971, mm-hmm. the Soviet Union mm-hmm. launched the Salyut 1 okay. into low Earth orbit, making it the world's first successful space station. Nice. Yeah. That is cool. Again, beating the, <laughs> beating the Americans to it once again. Yeah. Listen Sorry. to our recent episodes about Apollo 13 and Apollo 1. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the space race. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would be the first of several more modules, which would ultimately make up the International Space Station, which remains in orbit to this day, mm-hmm. and which is super, super cool to oh, see pictures of. And so awesome. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit of a bummer that that's as far as we've gotten so far, but but let's give it to them. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's of course. still awesome. Still awesome. It's it's quite a, a technological achievement. 
would be great if we were further. But still, so cool. So <laughs> but cool. But still, good guy. Good job. Good job. Let's go to Mars. <laughs> Let's go to Mars. All right. <laughs> uh, the Soyuz 11 was the mm-hmm. only crewed mission to board with uh, the Salyut 1. Mm-hmm. A previous attempt was made by the Soyuz 10 mission mm-hmm. a few months prior, but it failed to successfully dock with the station. And upon reentry, the spacecraft, that being the Soyuz 7K OKS, mm-hmm. encountered problems with toxic fumes. And seeing as people often wait until it's way too late to read the writing up on the wall, the mm-hmm. 7K OKS was used again for the Soyuz 11 mission. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Also, not a not a good look when you attempted to dock with your own space station and it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not a good uh, That's not a great uh, Generally you want it to work. Oh, you couldn't dock with the American space. Oh no, it was our own. Yeah. Oh. We we built it and then we built the thing that was supposed to attach to it, but we couldn't make it attach. So the Soyuz 11 crew consisted of three Soviet cosmonauts, mm-hmm. those being, I'm sorry, I apologize in advance for my pronunciation. Uh, I'm just going to say Georgie. That can't be it. <laughs> you know what? Go for Push through. Georgie yeah. Dobrovolsky. Okay. Vladislav Volkov, mm-hmm. uh, who had previously been part of the Soyuz 7 crew. Okay. And Viktor Patsayev. Okay. So of the three, Volkov was the only one who had flown in space previously on okay. that one other mission. The other two were new to space. Fair enough. And it's worth noting that all three of these gentlemen were actually brought in at the last minute to replace the original three-man crew <laughs> due to screening revealing that one of said crew, Valery Kubazov, mm-hmm. might have tuberculosis. Uh, not unlike what happened to uh, uh Gary Sinise on Apollo yeah. 13, <laughs> who probably Gary had a real Sinise. name, I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit, I feel like I should know that because I did that episode. You did the episode, <laughs> that's on you. Oh, <laughs> uh, who had it? Uh, nope, sorry, okay, I don't know. Not listen to the show head. and you'll find out. Listen to so, uh, yeah, episode great incentive uh, to uh, uh, that's episode 45, about episode Apollo 45. 13. Check that go. one out. You're all about it. So uh, that tells me that it, that's a very common thing to happen. You have your crew, you have your backup crew. And, yeah. You know, for any contingency, sorry, you're off the mission. Yeah. Let's but get I, the I, understudies up here. I feel like at least uh, in an ideal situation, at least one of the people has been to space. Yes. Yeah. That would be ideal. That would be. And one of them has. So we're, oh, we're yeah. doing okay. Good. 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 <laughs> Okay, so the spacecraft was launched on June 6, 1971 from mm-hmm. Baikonur Cosmodrome in central Kazakh, Soviet Socialist Republic, now the Republic of Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. through a series of automatic and manual controls. Docking of the two ships took a total of three hours and 19 minutes. Mm-hmm. Final steps involved making sure the connection was mechanically rigid, the various electrical and hydraulic links were engaged, and then yep. the airtight seals were sealed sweet so they made it <laughs> yeah. they did it they made it they did it exactly hey. awesome yeah so at which point the uh, pressure was equalized between two ships locks were open and all three members of the crew passed into salute one first ever instance of human beings <laughs> boarding the first ever space station hooray nice that is cool somewhere in the white house again they're like turn it off, 
Every time. Like I say, yeah. <laughs> the word red and pinko and commie was bandied about quite a bit that day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reckon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the crew remained on board for 22 days, which was oh, a record. That seems like a long time. It was, it was a record held until, uh, I forgot to write this bit down, but I think it's something to do with Skylab. Okay. So when Skylab, they, they sort of, you know, beat it or whatever. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, of course, they had the record. They were the first ones. But it well, was the yeah, record to sure. beat for a while. <laughs> yeah. Got, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Still, let's not be little. Twenty-two yeah. days. It's that's a, a long um, time. I would have thought, especially being the first crew, I would have thought like, okay, guys, let's head back. <laughs> a couple hours. Yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> do quick pass and GTFO. Mm-hmm. Not tempt fate. Nope. Um. And actually, the first day, which was actually spent back on their spacecraft while waiting for the air on the space station to clear due to a faulty part on the ventilation system, which needed mm-hmm. to be replaced, which is what they did. Right. So they sort of hung out, let the smell disperse. I was going to say, some, you know you know, they got in there, someone farted, and then they realized <laughs> that they hadn't come up with a mechanism for venting that into they, space. That probably so. happened before they launched. Like, <laughs> oh, you bastard, you would. <laughs> Shouldn't have had the Personally, borscht. I would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Terrorist. <laughs> Um, so after that little hiccup, they got to work, mm. whatever they were doing, they did some live television broadcasts, hey. whatnot. And, um, but basically just sort of existing on this floating edifice, performing experiments Sweet. and stuff, whatnot. Sweet um, deal. Yeah. Pretty Go cool. space. Go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a fire broke out at one point was contained quickly enough. Other than that, <laughs> uneventful. Yeah. I mean, fire. that's not really just, okay, fair enough. They contained it. But it's just yeah, that minor... could have sort of spoiled everything. I hear fire in space is not a good thing. You don't want fire in space. I didn't think you could have fire in space. Right. Well, but I guess oxygen. You know. Oxygen. Yeah. In within yeah. the the, mm-hmm. the station. Yeah. So, June 29th, 1971, the three-man crew packed up the Soyuz 11 with their scientific specimens, film, tapes, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and prepared to leave. Mm-hmm. It's like. You know, you'd had your camping trip and it's time yep. to pack the car. Yep. Sweet. Yep. Not terrifying at all. Just no, gonna, no, no, no. Just going to hop and skip right back down to earth. Just another day. <laughs> yep. Yep. Undocking occurred at 6.28 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Mm-hmm. The expected radio blackout occurred around 10.47, same day when the work compartment separated from the remaining modules and entered the ionospheric blackout okay. um i'm assuming that's the ref- that's referring to the capsule like the work compartment yeah yeah and also that blackout happened we heard about that in apollo 13 as well I guess oh there just, yes when they were when you're re-entering of, there's like a period of time where you, there's just too much interference and you can't yeah exactly so this yeah. was a, a fully expected you know yeah contingency of yeah. you know the process mm-hmm. uh automatic systems landed the craft safely at 11 16 p.m greenwich mean time However, sweet. Oh, th- damn. No, not sweet. <laughs> right. I forgot, I forgot what we're talking about. What yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. We're on. And, that's, and it was great. <laughs> However, despite the fact that all seemed to have gone perfectly well mm-hmm. with no apparent outward damage to the capsule, all three men were discovered dead by the recovery team. Oh, shit. That's dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, members of the team apparently knocked on the door at first. Yeah. Uh, no response. And... 
at which point they open the hatch to find three cosmonauts in their seats, motionless with dark blue patches on their faces and trails of blood from their noses and ears. Oh, shit. Yeah. That is nightmare material. That Holy is gruesome, dark. Ugh. Wow. Uh, Dobrovolsky was still warm, which prompted the doctors to attempt to revive him, unfortunately, to no avail. <sighs> so, what happened? What happened? What happened? Well, it was apparent to all who were present that the three had asphyxiated. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, the cause of this was traced to a breathing ventilation valve, which was forced open mm-hmm. due to these explosive bolts Okay. which were holding the Soyuz 11 and the Salyut 1 space right. station yeah. together. So the uncoupling or whatever, these two series of bolts were meant to fire sequentially. Mm-hmm. Instead, they fired simultaneously. Oh, boy. Uh, the resulting concussion or whatever, yeah. blast, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. caused enough force that the internal mechanism of the pressure equalization valve Mm-hmm. loosened the seal, which would allow for automatic adjustment of the cabin mm-hmm. pressure. Okay. So the valve opened when the craft yeah. was still about 168 kilometers above Earth. That would be in the lower reaches of the thermosphere, which we now okay. know, yeah. well above the Kármán line, yeah. uh, which resulted in a loss of pressure that was fatal within seconds. Think of that. Ugh. Seconds. Yeah. Uh, well, at least they didn't really know it hit them. <laughs> no, but, well, they yeah. ki- they kind of probably... I'll get to that in one sec. Um, oh, shit. But I also <laughs> wanted to add, mm-hmm. uh, the valve was located under their seats and would have almost certainly been impossible to find, even if there was time, you know, oh. if time wasn't absolutely of the essence. Although, right. Pet- Petsayev's body was found positioned next to the valve, so even still, there possibly was an attempt made to close or block the valve before he lost consciousness. Apparently, cardiac arrest occurred at about 40 seconds Mm -hmm. uh, on the one cosmonaut who was outfitted with biomedical sensors. Right. So like you said, that's not a lot of time, but still, on the other hand, plenty of time to realize (laughs) something has gone horribly wrong. That's most of a minute. Yeah. Like when I'm doing the the exercise bike yeah and they're like one more minute or even 30 yeah. seconds i'm like fuck you that yeah. is <laughs> so might as well be an hour yeah. oh <laughs> it's God. all relative so i mean i'm being kind of funny right now but well I'm, but but it's true, true. it's yeah. just what i it's how i relate like you know a minute can well, feel like do, an hour and an hour can feel like a minute depending on the yeah, situation exactly. do so something you like s- <laughs> do something you like and a minute will take no time do something you hate doing yeah. and a minute will you be a feel day. every second so do <laughs> yeah. something that's killing you yeah fucking 40 seconds that is yeah. longer than your entire life oh my god just knowing like just feeling that gargantuan weight of that fact yeah. and just yeah all it can do is sink in unless mm-hmm. you're like this guy who's like i've got to try my best to seal yeah. this valve no chance yeah <clears throat> oh i think after even like 20 seconds you would have passed out yeah i read well, something again hopefully <laughs> hopefully yeah it would be yeah. fast it would be pretty fast. yeah yeah um so interesting fact uh alexei leonov who was a member of the mm-hmm. original soyuz 11 crew um yeah. the tuberculosis boys 
right. he had advised his replacements that they should manually close the valves between the orbital and descent modules as he did not trust them to work automatically, hmm. something he observed during his hours in simulation. Right. So the three doomed cosmonauts either ignored mm. or forgot about his advice. Mm. After the tragedy had occurred, Leonov tried closing one of the valves himself manually as he yeah. you know, advised, only to find yeah. it took a full minute to perform properly, which is far too much time and effort to do yeah. in this yeah. emergency situation. Well, yeah. Even, even you know, it, it, it was never going to work. Oh, um, in a move that would shock absolutely no one, Mm-hmm. The Soviets, you're not going to believe this. The Soviets mm-hmm. downplayed the incident. Really? They no, did? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, uh, that's not going to come up again 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they instead chose to focus on the triumphs of the mission, uh, not mm-hmm. releasing the details of the tragedy for over two years. <laughs> so, where's the crew now? Can we talk to them? They're resting. They're resting. So, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're resting for oh, two years. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they're really tired. They just—they're really not really tired. We're, we're not taking questions right now. We're just not taking questions. <laughs> no, like God. people knew that they died, but the details were like, nope. Oh, so fuck. this uncertainty had many ripple effects, particularly on—I mentioned Skylab before. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, yeah. "Well, what happened?" And there was right. a lot of speculation about, well, just maybe the time they spent in weightlessness. Right. Yeah. So long, it's just toxic. Like, that's got to be what killed them. Oh, God. And and I think there was one guy's like, "Uh, no, I think um, it was re-entry. They they suffocated. So eventually the details came out. um, Right. uh, In the meantime, the the three were given a large state funeral and buried in the Kremlin Wall necropolis at Red Square, Moscow. Mm -hmm. And all three were posthumously awarded the Hero of the Soviet Union Medal. Mm. And that is the story of the only deaths to ever, as of May 2021, mm. to occur in mm. outer space. Fingers crossed, only ones ever. Yeah, hopefully. Unless it's like of old age on Mars or there something. There you go. <laughs> Best case scenario. Yeah, of old age on Mars. Yeah. Or uh, Phoebe, Phoebe Station. Yeah. Out near Saturn. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Digging for wow. ice and whatnot. That is that is terrifying. Yes. Uh, kind of my nightmare, and I'm definitely going to have a nightmare about that tonight. Yeah, if you're wondering what to picture, just cast your mind back to that movie Deep Star 6 where the guy Don't from RoboCop, um, they're at the bottom of the ocean, and he oh. sort of jumps in an escape pod, and they're like, no, they're not depressurizing properly. He's like, screw you, yeah. man, I'm out of here. And he's like, right. just rises to the surface, and in so yeah. doing, he basically explodes. Oh, okay. It's kind of gruesome. Well, that's okay. I'll check that movie out too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also, the other thing I was going to say, I think, I don't know, you mentioned that you had originally planned a part two of this, but I feel like my Tragedy Tuesday for next time also has to do with certain Soyuz craft. Oh, really? <laughs> so that's maybe, awesome. Uh, maybe that'll be an inadvertent part two, but it's kind of a spiritual uh, sequel, we'll call it. Yeah, mine's kind of a. I guess maybe mine's kind of a prequel. Oh, but, we're talking yeah. earlier Soyuz. Yeah. Wow, so we're on the same you're gonna, wavelength, man. You're, you're going to hear some more about the Russian space program, I guess the Soviet space program. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're, uh, how they're infallible. 
as oh, far yeah. as they're if concerned. You had, <laughs> if you, as far as they're concerned. Yeah. <laughs> God. Wow, yeah. that, was, that is a disaster. Holy yes. shit. And as Peter said, I, I do have a second part, uh, okay. not dealing with... Um, space but uh de- oh, okay. decompression and the oh awesome the dangers involved okay cool well it's i look good. forward to that too yeah 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 it sounds like we have some gruesome tragedy tuesdays coming up oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any music to go with that yeah so um today's song is called nin it's like mm-hmm. abbreviating nine inch nails but it's n double i n oh okay uh by an artist called Arovane, okay. uh, who's an IDM, an IDM musician from Hamlin, Germany, mm-hmm. uh, not Russia, unfortunately, and not even the former Soviet East Germany. I checked. Right. Um, but as we often do, I'm I'm just picking something that I've been listening to lately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my buddy Brendan uh, tipped me off about this guy Arovane. Brendan mm-hmm. is often my hookup for sort of weirdo electro stuff. Yeah. And um, the album is called. Weir Kung, probably a German word. <laughs> W-I-R-K-U-N-G. But it's a really cool sort of electronic, very, to me, I, I, I get a feeling of like an updated version of Ryan Eno's um, ambient series, like music for airports and that kind of thing. Right, right, right. It's very, That's very cool. cool. Yeah. Sweet. Check it out. All right. You probably just heard a bunch of it, so check that out. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you for that horrific story. Mm. Uh, if you liked what you heard, the best thing you can do to help us out is to tell a friend to listen. Uh, and maybe uh, don't do it upon failed reentry to Earth. Maybe. No. Check the valve. Check the valve first. Check the valve. Then tell the person yeah. sitting next to you to listen to our podcast. <laughs> check the valve, then you can enjoy some of your free time and... And hey, if someone who has a ton of experience with those kinds of things tells you to check the valve, maybe check it. Maybe check the fucking valve. Do it manually. Yeah. Don't shrug it off. No, no. They probably know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Uh, The next best thing you can do is to subscribe if you aren't already and leave a rating or review wherever you listen. I think Apple Podcasts is the best place to do that. You can uh, keep up with us on social media at This Disaster Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and on our website, www.thisdisasterpod.com. You can become a patron on our patreon.com slash thisdisasterpod where you get tons of bonus content, discount co- discount codes on merch, like the shirts we have for pre-order right now. If you go to shop.thisdisasterpod.com, do like a little back order and we'd make them to order and we'll ship them out in June. Uh, and I think that's pretty much all we had today. So yeah. thanks for that. Stay tuned for our next major disaster and stay tuned for our next Tragedy Tuesday dealing with more cosmonauts in space. <laughs> ah. <laughs> this is a cosmic disaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.